Hey, what's up, guys? This is AJ from the Comeback Sports Podcast, and this is part one of the March Madness Tournament Special. And this part, we'll be talking about our first-round predictions along with some Elite Eight finalists. And then the next one, we will be discussing what we've seen in the first round and see if any of our picks have changed along with our predictions for the final four. Um, so stick around. Joining me today is going to be Ethan, a former guest that's been on the show, I think, twice unless it's three I think, times i think twice i think we talked about seahawks one time and then last year for college basketball oh yeah and then that same one for the seahawks we talked about the bulls yep it's actually one of my uh, top viewed videos i don't know why <laughs> it just happens that way and they weren't that good at the time either yeah now they are yeah well kind of yeah. i mean they're probably being the five seed by the end of the season but i hope not the east is just so bunched up this year like it's it's all within a couple games i feel like pretty much and like the East is not even as good as the West either. Yeah. Um, but jumping into basketball, I mean, right now uh, we're actually watching uh, the first four games. Um, Indiana's playing Wyoming, so if we're looking away from the cameras because we're actually watching the game because Oregon is also playing Utah State at the moment. So um, what's been new with you, man, before we jump in? Oh, man, I guess I don't – not much. Same job, two kids. You moved into the house, you know. I, I guess you're back. You're back living with us again. So. Oh yeah. yeah um, welcome AJ back. So. Yeah, it's it's nice. Um, nice to kind of get a little change of pace. Um, it's, unfortunately, it's going to be a short run like last time, yeah. but you know, get to enjoy some basketball and have a place to just hang out and see the kids and family more. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a nice experience. Yeah, we're definitely glad to have you. So. Um, yeah, especially if you need a babysitter for the night. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Um, so we're, let's kind of start with the some matchups in the West, and then we'll transition to who we thinks going to come on top from the West, and then go on to the other um, regions from there. So the first game I want to talk about is um, the matchup between Boise State and Memphis. In this game, I have Memphis taking the win. Um, to some notes that I've took I, I took today. Um, Memphis is 23rd in like two-point defense, so I'm sure they can protect the paint just fine. Uh, it definitely doesn't help that Imoni Bates, who is a 10-point-per-game player, is out with a back injury. I think he's been out since January. And sure, Memphis had that loss against Houston, but we all know Houston's a pretty dominant program for many years, except when it comes to when I put them in my Final Four and they let me down. But Boise State's coming off a three-game win streak. And I think that kind of puts them in a good headspace to kind of come on, on top because um, that win streak includes uh, a championship win in the Mountain West. Um, but I'm going to, I don't know, I'm still going to choose Memphis just because they have that height with their center, uh, Jalen Duran. Um, he's a big impactful player when it comes to stopping Boise State. And the record that they have doesn't really truly reflect what I see from Memphis because um, they have some good wins under their belt against top 25 teams. Memphis is three and two and Boise state has only played one team that was in the top 25 and that was a loss. So what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah. So the Imani Imani Bates thing, uh, he's been out, you know, like you said, since January and I feel like that team's been better since he's been gone. I feel like he was kind of, he liked to be a one-on-one -on -one player. You know, he was the guy that was going to go to the G league and do that. And then he decided to go to college and just the experiment just didn't work out. He just felt like he wanted to be in the NBA, didn't really want to be there. So mm. since then, he, they have been a much better team. So that's why the record isn't as good as it could be. But down the stretch, that team has been fantastic. They beat Houston twice already this year. So they, they beat him tw two out of three times. They lost him in the championship game. But um, I, I also picked them. That was actually my biggest bet of the tournament was Memphis. Uh, when it opened, it opened at a pick em against Boise State. I bet Memphis. So I think it's now minus two and a half, I think. Um, so Memphis is uh, definitely my pick to win that game, and uh, I think they'll give uh, Gonzaga a game for sure. I think that's a that's a tough matchup for Gonzaga, so we'll see uh, we'll see what comes of that. But I think Memphis is the more athletic team, uh, they're the bigger team. Um, I think Boise State will struggle with the press. Um, they are an older team, Boise State is, and and they've won a lot of games. Um, they have a good point guard in Shaver Jr. who can hit a lot of uh, he hits a lot of big shots create his own shots um so we'll see what happens with it but i i pick i think memphis will come out in the end they actually played boise state last year in the nit and they beat him last year it was only i think it was 59 56 last year but um and that was the same roster essentially yeah, for boise state it was uh and this year 
Memphis has a much better roster and they're just a much better team at this point in the season. So I see they're this they just they're gonna overwhelm Boise State and I think they'll win pretty handily in the end. So Okay. Well good start to the to the bracket. Um that we agree on a win because me and Ethan are actually in a bracket against each other. So hopefully he didn't copy my picks or hopefully I didn't copy his picks. <laughs> um is there another matchup you want to talk about in the West? Because I was thinking of going into the Michigan State versus Davidson game. Um, you know, let's talk about uh, UConn versus New Mexico State. Okay. Uh, New Mexico State's from the WAC. Um, UConn, they're a big team, but so is Mexico State. They got they got a lot of talent. Uh, they got Teddy Allen, who transferred in this year. Jabari Rice, who's also a very good player. Um, they've uh, and they've been in the tournament. Uh, they they get the tournament. I feel like almost every year. They gave Auburn, you know, a, a tough game. I think it was three years ago. You know, a different team, but same coach. So he runs the same style of, of uh, play, same type of players. And uh, I think they can give UConn a game. I still think UConn's going to win the game, but um, I think they can definitely give uh, give them a game, and we'll see what happens with that. But uh, yeah, from what I'm seeing on the kind of the ma- the matchup analysis, and like they're both pretty high scoring offenses. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get a show out of it, I think. Yeah, and I, I mean UConn's definitely the better team, but. Uh, I can see New Mexico State definitely hanging in and giving them a game. They definitely got some players on that team, so. Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely be keeping our eyes on that game for sure. And transitioning over to the Michigan State-Davidson game, um, you're the one that actually told me to watch this one because you think there's going to be an upset. And I'm actually going to go with you on this. Okay, you know, it's a 10-7 matchup, so and the point spread is my, Michigan State's minus one. So it's not that big of an upset it's just okay. you know it's not a huge upset but it is still considered an upset um but davison has foster lawyer who was michigan state's point guard last year so he has a little bit of revenge factor he's transferred into davidson he's had a good season he shoots the three really well and uh davison just they just run really really good offense and i think they're going to give michigan state some trouble some trouble granted it's always january february izzo everyone think izzo michigan state they're always good in march you know this team's definitely been coming along for Michigan State uh, in the last month or so. They definitely had some good wins. Um, but uh, I just think in the end, Davidson's just going to – they're just going to outcut them. They're going to – they're just the they're the better offensive team. And when it comes down to crunch time, I think they're going to make a few more plays. They can shoot the three. Like, they're one of the better three-point shooting teams in the country. So they're I think, top eight in three-point percentage. Yeah. So – and they and they, they create open shots for their team. Um, they got uh, – What's the center's name? Brockovich down low is, is the center. And, you know, he, he creates – he can shoot two. He can shoot threes too. So he's definitely a matchup problem for Michigan State. Um, but he can also – he's a good passer too. So he'll, he'll back people down and throw it out. And they got – everyone on their team can shoot threes, I feel like, and they all shoot it well. So yeah, I, I, that's my – I definitely think Davidson's going to move on. I actually think Davidson has a good shot to beat Duke in the, in the next round too. Yeah, um, I'm definitely um, – I was on the hype train for Coach K's last season, but after seeing what happened with UNC, it's just – I don't know. It just doesn't seem like that much of a different Duke team, so I'll be looking forward to that. But in terms of your point about, like, just how offensively elite Davidson is, and, like, four players from their lineup average almost – average over 11.8 points per game. Um, Foster and Hung Jun Lee, they both average over 16. Mm-hmm. So there's a duo to look out for. And, yeah, Tom Izzo, I give props to Izzo because he is the winningest coach in Big Ten history. That's over uh, Phil Knight. I mean, excuse me, not Phil Knight. Um, Bob Knight. Bobby Knight. <laughs> Phil Knight's from Oregon. <laughs> I forget that. Um, but, yeah, he has more wins than Bobby Knight. Um, probably throw, He's probably throwing less chairs than him, too. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, I just don't think Michigan State will be able to withstand kind of this fast offense that Davis going to put on them. And their both defenses are not that great in my opinion, but it's not its not like Michigan State's defense is that much better. No. I think they're, they're pretty average in defense. Um, I think, I don't know exactly where Michigan State's offense ranks, but, you know, they got shooters too. They got Hauser. They got uh, um, down low. They have Bingham. You know, they got they have players too, so Gabe Brown can shoot the three for them. And, you know, the, the point guard that came in this year, he, he, early on he was kind of struggling in Big Ten play, but Tyson Walker, he came in from Northeastern. And he's made some big shots down the stretch. He won the game against Purdue in, in, at Michigan State uh, for them. And that was a big win. I think it really helped him get into the tournament this year. So um, it's going to be a good game. And I think it's going to come down to the wire. But I think in the end, Davidson's going to hit a few more shots. And, and Bob McKillop and, the, and Davidson's going to move on. So mm-hmm. maybe they'll have another run like they had with Steph Curry. We'll see. 
Uh, yeah, I was just thinking about mm-hmm. that. I mean, that was so long. I think it was like 2008. Yeah, I don't, yeah something like that. I don't he know. Was a, he was a baby. <laughs> yeah, he was a baby. But that that him, that tournament was awesome. Yeah. So. Um, who do you have coming on top from the West? So who's your elite eight in the West? I have Arkansas versus Texas Tech, and I have Arkansas making the Final Four. So um, Arkansas is going to beat Gonzaga in the Sweet 16. Okay, so that's where we um, differ. I have Gonzaga coming on top against Texas Tech. Um, the reason I put Texas Tech is I think they have the easier route on that side of the bracket. But Gonzaga is always the safe choice for me because, um, you know, sometimes you like to get cute about it and like, oh, I'm pretty good at predicting these upsets. Yeah. But you got to be – Gonzaga is always a safe choice in my And opinion. they have a very, very good team this year. Chet Holmgren is a very good player. They still have Drew Timmy. Mm-hmm. They have Nemhard who's good. You know, they have they have all these players that are good, and they're still a really good team. Last year, I think they were a little better last year. Some people may differ with my opinion for that. I thought they were the best team last year. I thought they were going to win it all, and they, they, they lost, you know, in the championship game to Baylor. Mm-hmm. So I just I just think Arkansas has the players that can do it, and I think they're, they've been playing really well lately, and that's that's my pick. So they're going to be good Zaga, So Yeah. Um, that's the only difference. I had Arkansas going pretty – far in but like i said i'm just gonna go with the safer choice and just go gonzaga um transitioning over to the south um is there a matchup you want to talk about from the south region from the south region let's go houston versus uab i feel like you're gonna go houston with the upset are uab with the upset (laughs) (laughs) yes uab with the upset of that one i got uh jordan jelly walker everyone knows him late and like in the last uh, Barstool Big Cat actually was talking about Jordan Jelly Walker and how uh, they had a triple overtime game in the Conference USA tournament. And he he brought him back and they won in triple overtime. And he is an awesome guard. He hits some tough shots. They also have another guard, a lefty, Ertl, who can hit some shots. Um, and they actually are big down low. They have Jimerson down low. And uh, they're actually a decent rebounding team, too. That can, And that's the one thing. If you're going to beat Houston, you have to rebound because that's what that team does. They're not a great shooting team, but they get so many offensive rebounds, and that's how they win, and that's how they score points. Yeah. So if they can keep them off the glass, I think they have a good shot to make enough shots and beat them. I really think they have a, a good shot. So. Yeah, you're right about the rebound because in re- years that um, I've watched Houston play, they always have the size, and that, with that size, they come with rebound opportunities, yeah. and that's why I never have them as a first-round first round exit. But look, just looking at the points per game, like you're not joking. UAB is averaging almost 81 points per game. Yeah, they can score, and and their defense isn't terrible. You know, it's not it's not great, but it's it's middle of the pack. And they they like to press is what is what they like to press. So and Houston can handle the press fine. You know, they have they have decent guards and stuff like that that can handle the press. But you know, still you get a press, guys can get flustered and make a few turnovers and create easy opportunities for the other team. And you know, uh, I just feel like UAB has the players this year to make a, a decent run. I actually got them going to the Sweet 16 this year. so. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I think they're going to beat Houston. I think one thing that kind of people don't really uh, pay attention to is the free throw percentage. Because I was watching – it was a Big Ten game. I think it was the in- Indiana versus Illinois. There's just times where it's like crunch time with a minute left and – those kids can't make their free no. throws. Free throws and are free. You got to make them. Exactly. They're free for a reason. And yeah. looking at Houston, they're ranked 319th in the nation in free throw percentage. That's 67%. And UAB is probably really high in that percentage. They're actually a good – at least Jelly Walker. That dude, I think he went 20 for 20 in that in that triple overtime That's game. James Harden numbers, man. Yeah. He was 20 for 20 for free throws in that game. So, um, that dude, he'll make, he'll make all the clutch free throws. So, yeah. I mean, if I see the last couple minutes where it's one, uh, one possession game, I'm going to be nervous for Houston. Yeah. yeah. So remember that name, Jordan Jelly Walker. Jordan Jelly Walker. Why is he called Jelly Walker? I don't know why they name it. That's just his nickname is Jelly. I don't know why they call him Jelly. Uh, I mean, his, his real name is Johnny Jordan, Jordan Walker. Yeah. And they, his nickname is Jelly. So. Um, see, I like the name itself, Jordan Walker. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a whiskey. Yeah. Um, one matchup I definitely want to talk about is Illinois versus Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched that chat game with you last week where it came down to a buzzer beater. And, like, that was kind of, like, one of the first mid-major games I've been paying attention to this month. Okay. And that's what that game really was the definition of its March. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And Illinois, to me, is just – it's not the same as it was last year. Even with Kofi Colbert coming back. And 
he's dominant. He's averaging over 20 points per game. But I don't know. I have a feeling that they're probably not going to – I actually think they might be upset and, and, and lose in the first round. Yeah. I mean, so Chattanooga's a decent team. The one thing that – with them pulling an upset is that they didn't get a good matchup. That's the one problem. They have DeSosa, who came from Kansas, but he's just not a big guy. He's more of a tall, lankier guy that can that can score. He just can't defend Kofi. So I don't know how they're going to defend Kofi in the post. I just don't, I have no idea. Um, we'll see if they come up with a I don't know a zone and just double team him. But then you're going to leave it. Illinois has plenty of shooters that can shoot threes if they leave. If they double team Kofi, he'll kick it out and they'll they'll keep hitting threes. So um, I think. I think they're a good team, and I think they might give them a scare in the first half. But I think overall, I think that Illinois is just going to overpower them, and Kofi's going to have a big game. I'm calling it at least 20, 25 points, um, and they're going to have tough. They're going to be tough rebounding the ball um, down low and stuff. So I just, again, Chattanooga's a good team, and they're a they have Gene Baptiste and Malachi Smith are their two are their two uh, guards that are very good. And then DeSosa down low. But I think they can score. I still think they'll how they're going to defend and rebound against Illinois. So, in the end, I think Illinois is going to win. Um, you know, and the point spread is only, I think, 7.5 is what Illinois is in that game. So, it's not a huge point spread. But um, I just think, in the end, Illinois is going to have too many, too many rebounds and offensive rebounds. And, yeah, in the end, I think it's going to be a decent win for Illinois. So Yeah, um, I can see the reason why you think that Illinois is just going to pretty much overwhelm them. The thing that caught my attention was just not only in how much in fashion they won their championship game, but just the overall streak that they're in. They're eight and two in their last ten, and they're won five straight. I like to go for teams that have more in that hot streak because that hot streak goes into March, and as right, and they hit a buzz, they hit a thirty footer to put themselves in the tournament because they missed that, they're out of the tournament. That's the one thing about the SoCon. They got some good teams in the, in the Southern Conference, but. They only get one team to the tournament usually. So, mm-hmm. you know, he, if he misses that shot, they're not in it. So, yep. I'll give definitely you a hot team. And uh, they have a shot to pull the upset. I, I could be wrong. But, if mm-hmm. they, I mean, they're hitting all their threes, maybe. But I just think that there's going to be too much uh, too much Kofi in that game. Yep. Um, That's true. So, I mean, looking at looking at games, record against top 25, they haven't played a single one. So, yeah, they look, they look hot, but. Yeah, they didn't, the, the non-conference schedule this year wasn't very tough. Mm-hmm. And, but they're a good team. You know, they're old. So, uh, yeah, they got a good shot. Um, let's see. Let's talk about Colorado State and Michigan. Okay. Um, so, this was another one of my big bets in the tournament. I really, really, really like Colorado State in this game. I think the Michigan should not have been in the tournament. Um, Do you think they put them in the tournament because they were afraid of um, their coach? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Someone yeah. at work Come around that. and just slap all of them. <laughs> Um, I just think they—it's like the first time in twenty-some years. This is the worst record that's made the tournament. It's them, so I just don't think. I think they just had started off the season too, too uh, not good enough, and had too many early losses, and they shouldn't have been in. But here they are. They're in. They're not even in the playoff playing game. So if anything, if they're going to be in, they should have been in the playing playing game versus someone else. So anyway, now they get Colorado State, which is the old team. They have Isaiah Stevens, a really really good guard that can make shots, and uh, they have David Roddy, who has a very very good shot to make the NBA. He is a very athletic. Uh, he's not a you know a huge guy. I think he's like six seven, six eight. But he can dribble. He can shoot. He can do all that stuff. The only problem for the Colorado State is I don't know who they're going to use to guard Dickinson. They're not a huge, a really really big team. So that's the one thing. But I just haven't really been impressed with Hunter this year. I just think he's had a a lackluster year. He misses a lot of close in shots. Um, but maybe this year or this game he can feast because he's not have big guys like he does in the, in the Big Ten that he has to go against all the time. But I just think Colorado State, who is the sixth seed, and they are actually the underdog by two and a half points in this game. So everyone's going to be like, oh, Michigan State 11 seed is the, is the upset. It's not an upset. They're, they're favored. So mm-hmm. well, no matter what the seed says, it's not an upset. So so it's a matter of Michigan being misseeded, I guess. I think that maybe that and Colorado State being misseeded as well. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe Colorado State should have been an eight seed like the other um, – the other uh, conference or uh, Mountain West teams, mm-hmm. you know, Boise State's an eight seed, San Diego State's an eight seed. I mean, I personally, Colorado State, I think, was the best team. They were ranked coming coming into the season, so they're supposed to have a really good season. So um, I don't, I don't know. I just think that that's what the power ratings are. Michigan 
is more of what they expected Michigan to be this year and the talent level they have, and they expect it to overpower Colorado State is what I, is, is my guess. So, But I just don't see it. And Colorado State, I think, is going to win the game, um, and I think they're going to win it pretty easily. Um, but that's just uh, my opinion. They did have some travel issues, though, actually. they uh, So every team gets a charter plane mm. or charter bus paid for to go to these sites. Yeah. So Colorado State has been trying to figure out what – plane they're taking or to get to the site and they did not find out until this morning they were leaving at 9 50 a.m this morning to get to the site and they play on thursday hmm. so in michigan just has to take a bus to go to, to they go they're playing in indianapolis so it's a quick like two-hour bus ride for them or not in india they're playing somewhere close to michigan uh campus so it's not a, it's not a long bus ride for them so that helps too with fans and stuff um so that's another reason why they might be favored as well so because they're Bus ride is shorter, and, and they're and they're from a bigger conference. You know, people people are hating on the Mountain West. So I think the Mountain West is going to have a a decent tournament. Besides the Boise State Memphis, I think Boise State's going to go out pretty soon, like we talked about earlier. But yeah, well. and we mentioned Boise State earlier, and they did sweep Boise State, and one of them was an overtime win. So I think this w- yeah this will be a much closer game than what the seeding tells us for sure. Mm-hmm. And one of those wins includes uh, a win against New Mexico. So. That's that's also a team you can't really scratch off. Yeah. I'm still I'm still scared of Javon Howard though. <laughs> yeah, you never know where, when that little slap's gonna come in. Especially if I'm walking around with a Wisconsin shirt or something. Yeah, you don't want to do that around him. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's another story about Wisconsin. Um, <laughs> um, if we if we have time, we might talk about that matchup. Um, let's see. I don't think I have another South matchup. Oh yeah, I have one more. Um, Ohio State versus Loyola Chicago. Um, I feel like when I listen to this matchup, I'm listening to very biased uh, sources. Usually it's like Chicago radio or okay. Chicagoans. That, mm-hmm. and, but I truly think Loyola Chicago is just going to beat the brakes of Ohio State. Ohio State has been underwhelming. I haven't seen nothing impressive Yeah. besides the fact they're in a harder conference. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I've, uh, you know, everyone is on Loyola. The, everyone thinks Loyola is going to win personally. I think Ohio State is gonna be is gonna win. I think they have their freshman Branham's been coming on. They still have Liddell. I think they have the best player in Liddell. Lucas Williamson for Loyola is a very good player as well. But EJ Liddell, I think, is the best player in the game. In this game, um, so I just think that Ohio State's gonna win in the end. I, I haven't really been super super impressed with Loyola this year. Um, I don't. Maybe I'm. I'm one of the few people that hasn't been that impressed when I watched them play. Um, granted, they they had a great Mount, uh, MVC tournament. They played great in that tournament, and they have the talent to do it. And they've been here before. And there's some good teams in the Missouri Valley. I mean, there's yeah. You and I and Drake are, are both good teams. Um, Missouri State's a good team. So you know, they, there's good teams in in all these conferences, all these mid major conferences. There's a lot of good teams. Um, so they can pull upsets and win. So I just think that I don't think Loyola should be the favorite, and they are cons- they are the favorite in this game. Mm-hmm. And it's a ten seven matchup. I don't. I'm picking Ohio State. I picked them to win. So uh, I'm one of the very. I'm in the minority minority here of picking Ohio State to win. So okay. And the reason why I kind of go into Loyola winning is um, I mentioned that me and Brian did the the March Madness uh, special last year or not last. We did it together, but we did a pre March Madness special. But another guest on my show was was Hudson, and he was telling me some mid major teams to watch. Just like you, he follows the mid majors really closely, and just mm-hmm. how much he had, you know, some faith in Drake and um, you and I, and he was right about them. They did pretty good. So if yeah, Loyola can come on top of these teams, I really trust that they can make a at least a decent. Well, Loyola ended up being fourth in the NBC over yeah. in the in the regular season. Then they they ended up winning the conference tournament. It was a tough game against Drake, but. Um, yeah, so it, it was a t- it's a tough conference, and you know I think all four of those teams could have won could mm-hmm. easily won a game in March. Right. I, I could think they could have easily matched up with a lot of teams. So yeah, before we transition over to the overall winners of the of the region, I'm looking at the injury report, and is it, maybe you can see my screen. But is there any players that are out or may not play that alarms you from Ohio State? Um, I think Young. He's a forward. I don't. I thought he was playing. I, don't, I haven't really looked at the injury report recently. So Kyle Young is definitely a, a mm-hmm. big piece of that. So I don't know if he's playing or not. I haven't looked at it recently. They still have a couple of days to come out with that for sure if they're playing. I know Kyle Young hasn't played recently. 
Um, I think Waddell was hurt for a little bit. Um, but I, I don't know for sure. What, okay. are show, what are you showing over there? What are the names that are that might be injured? Yeah. Well, we'll see. Who are, uh, who are the names that you're showing there? I got uh, Seth Towns, mm-hmm. Justice Suing, okay. Kyle Young, as you mentioned, and Zed Key. Of all of them. Zed Key. Yeah, he's a good player, too. Yeah, of all of them, Kyle Young is the one that piques my interest. Does it show the most. out? Or? I have ankle for Zed and just illness for Kyle Young. Expected return is tomorrow so okay right. so, yeah. that'll be that'll help Ohio State a lot you know if those both those guys are out for sure then you know it makes it a little different but I just I seen the talent for Ohio State is is above Loyola's and I expect them to win so okay all, all right. right so let's go south yeah my elite eight is Arizona versus Tennessee mm. and I have Arizona making the final four yeah once again we have one we have one person, one team that matches for both of us, and I have Arizona against Villanova, and Villanova and Arizona come on top. Tennessee, I was back and forth in Tennessee. Yeah, I had them, I had them beating Villanova in the Sweet 16. So mm-hmm. again, that'll be a if Tennessee Villanova play in the Sweet 16, that'll be an awesome game. So I just think that in the end, Tennessee's got the. Yeah, it's hard for it was it was hard for me to choose just because they both had tough schedules, and their record against good teams is pretty similar. And I think the SEC is the best conference in basketball this year, so that's mm-hmm. why I took Tennessee overall. Uh, the Big East is a good conference too, but I just I just thought that tennis that SEC was better, and Tennessee should not have been a three seed. So. But. What do you think is the worst Power Five conference this season? Uh, let's see, yeah, Big Ten, ACC, Big Twelve, oh ACC by far, yeah, like no, not even a chance. Yeah, ACC is definitely the worst. Yeah, there's really no one on my list that I've mentioned from the ACC that I want to talk about. Yeah, I mean, who, who they have. The, I mean, Virginia Tech wasn't getting in. They got in because they won the tournament. You got Duke, UNC, Virginia Tech. I thought they had a fourth team. Let's see. Uh, no, those are the big ones I can see. Yeah, maybe we'll run by it in one of these matchups. But, yeah, maybe there's only those three. Yeah. And I think Wake was on the bubble. Oh, Miami. Duh. Miami, Florida. That's oh, that's one. right. Against USC yeah. later. Yep. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. Once again, our our Elite Eight for this region is pretty similar. Just one team off. So this might be a close one if our brackets are neck and neck. Yeah. So uh, speaking of the um, um, ACC, let's get on to the East matchups. And one match I want to talk about is UNC versus Marquette. I was on the phone with my buddy that lives in Wisconsin. He was talking about this game a little bit. And Marquette, to me, has, hasn't been how I usually remember them to be in, in, the, in terms of the regular season. But, like, I'm very, what's interesting in this matchup is it's in Wisconsin. It's actually in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. So I think that's going to be a big – it's going to be a big help for them, which, which is why I have Marquette over UNC. Just because, like, yes, they came into their, um, their uh, tournament, their uh, conference tournament, unranked. So that's, that just tells me that their regular season is just a little underwhelming to their standard. Mm-hmm. I mean, Marquette was underwhelming, but Marquette think, at least oh, you, has the you home field advantage. UNC came in underwhelming uh, into their conference tournament? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they did, definitely didn't have a very good season. I mean, they had a, a decent season. But, again, you know, the ACC was considered the worst Power 5 conference. So to be their second team, and they, they, then they beat Duke at Duke. Coach K's last game. That was game. so weird. They just destroyed him that game. They just demolished him. So it was never really a close game, which was it was a very surprising outcome to me because Duke could handle them in the first meeting. And so it just shows that UNC has the talent. It's just they, they can't ever put it all together. This year they can't put it together. Their team just doesn't play smart basketball. They have, they're definitely the more talented team than Marquette is. Who replaced Roy Williams? Hubert Davis. He was under his tree, I'm guessing. Yeah, something, yeah he was that something. He, he was a UNC. He's a UNC. And that's where he went to, to school and played and whatnot. So, um, but his team, it's just, they're not a smart team. Um, but again, they can out rebound everyone, but Marquette's a decent sized team too. They're not, they're not small by any means. They have Shaka smart who I think, I feel like he's getting back to his roots of what made him a good coach at VCU. And he's getting not as talented of players, but guys that'll buy into, you know, pressing and running the havoc style that he likes to play. And at Texas, he got tapped talent, but they didn't. They're like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to play that type of basketball. I want to, you know, I want to score and get to the NBA. So, um, 
I, also, I think Marquette's going to win as well. UNC's favored by three, three and a half in the game. I think they're, they shouldn't be favored. Um, Marquette, Justin Lewis is an is a awesome guard for them. Um, and uh, so is Elliot. Elliot's their good three-point shooter. Say, they have a lefty, I think his name is like, starts with a K. I forget what his last name is. But he's a lefty. He shoots, he shoots pretty well as well. Um, so I just th- the one thing I worry about is is Baycott getting on the glass and out rebounding them. That's what UNC does. They they out rebound everyone. But again, I think that Marquette has enough enough pieces down low that they can handle them and, and they'll be able to rebound as well. And I think they'll make enough shots. And, and playing closer to home will help. You know, I, I don't think it matters that much to be honest with you because Michigan's playing closer to home too. And I don't I pick you know Colorado State to beat them who has to travel all the way towards that that area so i just i don't it, it matters some but not a lot mm-hmm. so it's still a, still a neutral site considered a neutral site they'll have fans there uh, but i speaking of that i'm really excited to have fans at this year's yeah. march and be back to the normal march madness like watching championship champ week this last week with all these conference tournaments and having fans there just made a, a just a huge difference and made just remember why we why we all love this. Yeah, that's you know, true. This is the best time of year. It's the best sports time of the year. Because it came back last year, but there wasn't fans. Still. Right, they had a bubble. Everyone, every team played at the same arena, you know. So and there was no, there was fans. I think near the end there had fans at the games, but you know, it's just having a full packed house just makes a huge difference. So yeah, it, it does. It brings so the anyways, madness so we're both to the. So both on agreement there about Marquette. Yeah. Winning that game. Oh, let's see, another game that I want to talk about. How about UCLA and Akron? Okay. So I I think Akron has a really good shot to upset them as a 13 seed. Um, they just won their conference tournament. That's how they got in. Um, they played earlier this year at Ohio State at the very beginning of the season, um, and they lost by one. They had a shot to win it at the end. They missed a buzzer beater. Um, and that was when Ohio State, I think, I think they came into the season ranked top 10. They had all their pieces. No one's hurt. Um, and they went toe-to-toe with them. And they have a guard, Ali, Ali Ali, that's really good. Um, Castaneda is a very good three-point shooter. So they're going to jack a lot of threes. That's just what they do. So in games where, where teams jack a lot of threes, there's a lot of variance. And so did UCLA. UCLA likes to shoot a lot of threes too, you know, and um, they're a very good team. But I think Akron has a shot to pull the upset here. Um, they're like a 14-point underdog, I think, in this game. Um, so we'll see uh, about that. But I think they match up decently, and I think – their defense, they can they can hang with uh, with UCLA and they can shoot with them and 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 you know so I think it comes down to who, who makes the most threes in the end and I'm gonna roll with Akron. Um yeah I'm gonna stick with UCLA just for just because what they did last year when they were were pretty much underdogs for majority of that tournament and I don't and they kind of showed that same potential going into the beginning of the season and they were looking like one of the number one teams and. Um, and I don't really see much of a decline from the beginning of the season because we all know teams like Wisconsin or Ohio or Iowa State where they go 15 and one or LSU where they go 15 and one and then they slow down. But I didn't really see that much of a decline with UCLA. It's still like they were still meeting the expectations I was expecting. Yeah, they had some injuries um, and stuff like that. And Juzang had some issues early on or in like the middle of the season where he wasn't shooting as well. Mm-hmm. He's definitely gotten back to shooting very well. They're they're an awesome team. I think that. That they have a chance to make a deep run, but I just think that in this game, I think they're going to lose, and I think their season's going to be over. And um, they're they're running into a hot team who just won their conference tournament, and you know, MAC team last year that Ohio, you know, they beat they they made a nice upset as well last year. So I think another MAC team's going to make another upset. So okay, so you in your bracket you have UCLA losing, correct? First round, yep. So All I right. have. If you're wrong, then I have a lot of potential because I have UCLA in my oh, my Elite Eight. Okay. So we'll see how that turns out. Yeah, for my Elite Eight, I went chalk one and two seed Baylor versus Kentucky. Kentucky making the Final Four. Uh, I got UCLA and Kentucky. Kentucky making the Final Four as well. Yeah, I think Baylor, you know, as long as they they can uh, get all their pieces back, I think their, their team is awesome. So, um I'm just tired of seeing that mullet kid. <laughs> Matthew Mayer? Yeah. Yeah. Or Meyer. I don't know how they say their name, but. I don't know. But, okay. So, we got, once again, we have one matching team in the Elite Eight in this um, division. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's another matchup I want to discuss. Um, I kind of briefly want to talk about this one. The 7-10 seed, uh, Murray State versus San Fran. 
This is a mid-major matchup that I think is going to be surprisingly interesting to people who are not oh, super yeah. basketball fans. I mean, mid-major fans. Yeah, like, I'm actually mad that the committee put these two against each other. Because, like, so I was listening to someone today, and they were talking about if they would have put San Fran versus Marquette and Murray State versus UNC, then I think both Murray State and San Francisco would have won those games. They're both very, very good major mid-major teams. They have the pieces. Um, I think, in the end... I'm I'm still torn about this game. I think Murray State's a, like a one-and-a-half-point favorite in the game, so it's a really tight game. I think San Francisco is going to win the game. They've played the tougher teams this year. They played in a tougher conference. Um, so I'm going to take San Francisco to win the game. But I think it's going to be a, an awesome game, and I'm still mad that they're both playing this game in the first round, and they should mm-hmm. not be playing each other. So you were expecting them to meet up later like – I just think Sweet that they shouldn't 16. be playing. They shouldn't put these good mid majors against each other. Put the mid majors against uh, middle middle of the road high major team mm-hmm. like like a UNC or a Marquette or you know any of these a Michigan an Indiana whatever is who they should be playing. Not two really good mid major teams that finally get into the NCAA tournament. Now they got to play against each other. So yeah, yeah. That's just my uh, that's just my two cents. It, it drives me crazy. They do this all the time. Mm-hmm. They always do this. So. Yeah, I kind of agree with you on that point um, because the reason why March Madness is exciting is because you get a little of everybody involved, and if you can get the mids against the lows, the mid majors and the um, high majors against each other, that's what causes the sh- that's what brings the shock factor in the March Madness. Oh yeah, and the average basketball fan, like pretty much like myself, <laughs> in terms of college basketball, we. Um, we always get surprised, like, whoa, we not expect this upset, but then we got fanatics like you that pay attention to these mid-major teams, like, oh, well, this was supposed to happen. Yeah, yeah. I then, mean, they all got good. There's so many good basketball players, yeah. man. I tell you that, that, that no one sees, no one watches. Mm-hmm. So it, 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 this will be a very – Well, not everyone has ESPN Plus to watch <laughs> these games that only parents of these kids watch. Yeah, I know. It, 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 I'm excited to watch this game. It's going to be an awesome game, I think. But in the end, I think San Francisco is going to win the game. Um, I think either whoever wins this game is going to lose in the next round. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I agree on that part. It'd be, the one thing is if Murray State wins, they'll play most likely Kentucky, and you'll have a Murray, you'll have an all Kentucky battle there, which would be an awesome thing too. But I think you're going to get San Francisco versus Kentucky. So yeah, in this matchup, I got Murray State going on top um, because from what you can see, they are ten and zero in the last ten. And but I can't knock down San Fran because I remember watching the Gonzaga game with you and there are th- three of their losses within their six losses in the conference both of them are against gonzaga and the other one's against saint mary's those are easily the two best teams in their conference right oh yeah for sure um so yeah so and that's the thing and they also they played some decent teams and they played them tough it's not like they got blown out in all the games they can shoot they can score um and murray state they're 10 and 0 because they've played in the ovc which you know they had um Moorhead State, which is a pretty good team, um, and so, and they had uh, I think Belmont's in there too. Yeah, so, Belmont is in there. Um, so you know they have they have some decent teams in there too. That but they also have a lot of a lot of crap teams. So I mean, I just think they're ten and zero because it's just of a their conference, conference. And region conference, and and San Fran's and it plays a tough conference. So I think they're they're more battle tested and. So I'm, I'm going to trust in that team, and that's what I think is going to win. So Okay. Um, and at least we both agree Kentucky was going to wipe either one of them. Yeah. I, I, I think Kentucky's – they're very good this year. As long as they can stay healthy. As long as Ty Ty Washington's healthy, that's that's the one thing with, with Kentucky. So. Mm-hmm. Looks like we got one more um, one more region. It's the Midwest. Um, one that I wanted to talk about was – I'm going to go off a little off-script. Off script. I wanted to talk about Providence versus South Dakota State, but I definitely want to talk about one of the teams that I follow closely. And I want to talk about the Iowa State versus LSU matchup. Okay. This is a very interesting one because you and I both know Iowa State's offense is anemic. It is a, it's just not great. It's Brockington or nothing. Yeah, exactly. And go create some shots for us is all that is what they ask them to do. So, but it's very interesting. LSU doesn't even have a coach, right? So I don't really know how to go about this matchup. Yeah, I think LSU is athletically they are one of the best, most athletic teams in the country, and I don't think it matters who their coach is to be honest with you. 
Um, I think maybe losing Will Wade. You know, a lot of times you see these coaches get fired or whatever, and the team comes out and they want to fight for that person, or mm-hmm. you know, they're just they're better because of it. I don't know if this is going to be the same situation because they got the reason why he got fired is because he has sanctions coming. He and he screwed up earlier before before they had the NIL deals and all that stuff. He was, you know, everyone's heard him on the wiretaps and all that stuff. Um, but I just think they're gonna they're, they're going to overwhelm Iowa State athletically, and I think they're going to blow them out. Yeah. That's my opinion. I think that Iowa State just can't score. Their defense is good, and they're going to make some defensive stops and whatnot, but I think they're going to out-rebound Iowa State. I think they're going to out-shoot them. I think everything. I just think they're going to – I just think, yeah, that's my – Yeah, after seeing their attempt – remember that word, attempt, and trying to make a run in the Big 12 champ, champ, championship tournament, it just seemed clear to me that these kids are – these kids had a real good run. Yeah, they did. But – it, it caught up to them, and they couldn't perform to the new expectations. Yeah, and their expectations coming in, I think they were probably picked almost dead last in that division in the Big 12 this year. And they, you know, they come out early in the season, they start dominating everyone. And I think I think they definitely ha- are set up well for in the future. But I think this year this is going to be the end of the road for them. No, but still, if you look at it on the, if you look at the bright side, like me, it's a big improvement from last year. <laughs> Yeah, oh, it's a huge. They're them. <laughs> they have the highest change in win total of anyone. I think they match up with. I think maybe there's one. I think it was the actually A and M Corpus Christi from them, and they're both 18 games difference of their win total from last year. So yeah. um, it's a it's an awesome season for them, and them getting the tournament is huge. So you know, I think it sets them up for well in the future. So. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, what's a matchup you want to talk about in the Midwest? Let's do the Providence-South Dakota State game. Okay, cool. It is the trendiest upset pick of this season. Everyone thinks South Dakota State is going to win that game. And you look at a 13-4 matchup, and their Providence is a two-point favorite, which you don't see very often in a 13-4 matchup. Mm-hmm. So it shows you that South Dakota State was misseeded. Um as well, they have a very, very good team. They shoot 44% as a team from three. So, and Providence gives up some, they give up open threes. That's what they can do that. But I just don't, I think they're going to be the more physical team. And I think that they are going to be the bigger team. And I think in the end, Providence is going to win. And this is the one matchup I didn't want South Dakota State to get. I may be one of the few people that think that, but I think down low, Nate Watson is going to dominate. Um, for Providence, and I like their offense. They, they like to run tight. They do a lot of cutting and back, back cutting, and, you know, they have they have a lot of – Al Durham was a transfer, came in this year from Indiana. Um, they have A.J. Reeves who makes a lot of good shots, big shots. Um, so And they have Bynum who comes off the bench for them that is also an awesome six-man. Um, so I just think they're going to – I'm thinking Providence is going to win. I think – that South Dakota State had an awesome season. They went 18-0 in their conference, and that was a good conference. They had, you remember, everyone remembers Oral Roberts last year with Max Edmus and and how well they played. He's still there, you know. They they and they won that. North Dakota State was a good team, so for them going 18-0 in that conference is awesome. And I think they're a great team, and I think it's going to be an awesome game. But I think in the end, Providence is going to uh, win the rebound bot battle, and I think they're going to make enough plays. And they've this year they've been the luckiest team. Per everyone, they're the luckiest team. They make shots that they shouldn't make, and all that stuff. So everyone thinks they they're way better, or they're they shouldn't be as high as they are, ranking wise, because they're so lucky of a team. So I think that's going to continue, and their luck's going to continue, and they're going to keep keep winning. So I think yep. they're going to win the game. Yeah, I can't ignore the eighteen and zero record, but I also can't ignore just the overall strength of schedule I'm seeing and their record against a ranked team. And to your, I mean, looking at the points per game, it's it's top-notch, 86 per game. Yeah. That's Iowa numbers. And Iowa had a real good run this this last uh, couple of games, especially their tournament. And they're looking much better, too. And I can't ignore that. But Providence, to me, I've seen them in action. I've seen who they faced and beat. And I think it will be a closer matchup than what the seeding shows. But I'm going to go with my gut and just go with Providence on this one. Yeah, I, I really like South Dakota State. I think they have a shot uh, – a really good shot to win this game, you know, and and they can they can shoot you know fifteen to thirty from three and and, and be the and easily win this game. But I think Providence is going to have a good game plan. Ed Cooley's a very good coach. 
Um, and I think the Providence is battle tested. The one thing I worry about is them is they you know they play in a tough conference. They've had a lot of games, um, and they got blown out by Creighton in the tournament. And I think that was actually a good thing for them because they got to rest for this last week and a half and just and not have to play games and just rest up. They have some injuries on their team, so hopefully that'll help them get a little healthier and they'll come out ready to play and uh, you know start moving on. So yeah, I mean uh, I have, this is the only game I have either of these two teams winning so mm-hmm. it doesn't you know i have i have either of them losing the next game to iowa so yeah i have iowa going actually pretty far um yeah. i'm i'm sold in iowa usually i'm not but usually that happens they tend to choke um yeah. so i i win either way i win if they go with my bracket expectations i win if they lose because it makes you feel good as a <laughs> iowa state fan um but speaking of the big 10 i want to fit one more matchup um because you told me this and at, at first if you would have told me this maybe a couple months ago like, oh you're crazy but now it makes sense the wisconsin colgate matchup i got wisconsin losing to colgate as much as i'm a fan and i actually follow them closer than most of these teams without johnny davis um Wisconsin is an NIT team. Oh, yeah. Easy. And even with Johnny Davis, he still is kind of getting back into the groove since his, his uh, injury scare um, in the turn. I think it was in the tournament or the last regular season game. Either way, Johnny Davis can't carry this team by himself, though. Brad Davidson, he's I've seen him improve. He's literally the Wisconsin version of Jordan Bohannon yeah, from he's Iowa. Yeah, he's been there forever. He's just not as good but as he's just not athletic. Yeah. I can't trust him every game. But he makes big plays. He definitely makes big plays. He hits big shots. Um, he's not a great shooter by any means, you know, mm-hmm. but he'll make some tough shots here and there, and he'll get hot. Um, but Colgate is a very good offense. And last year, they, you know, they gave Arkansas a scare last year. They were dominating the first half and let Arkansas come all the way back and take the lead at halftime. But, you know, I think I think they have a shot this year to well, – they match up well with Wisconsin, and I think they, they, they're a very good offensive team and they're experienced. So um, I expect – I actually think Colgate's going to win this game. And it's actually another another trendier up, upset pick. Mm-hmm. But I think that Colgate has a good shot to win this game. So I don't have to know much about Colgate to trust them over Wisconsin just because I know so much after I've yeah, seen. I have not really liked the way Wisconsin has been playing down the stretch at, by, any stre- by any means. They've definitely struggled. Um, you know, losing at home to Nebraska. Yeah, you, that literally was – the icing the cake for your one or two your two seed at least yeah even without johnny davis like he you, you gotta win that game it was nebraska that's right johnny davis got a some he sort of apparent injury in yeah, that game yeah and that's and they lost so i mean granted so johnny davis plays it's you know and he's he's, he's probably close to 100 percent now or you know good enough to play a basketball game for sure um they're definitely still a good team with him they're a very good team with him but i just think colgate's gonna get the better of him this game and you know, again, it's another game that's in Milwaukee, you know, so it's close to Yeah, Wisconsin. my friends so told me have, that too. Yeah, they have the home field or the, you know, the crowd again too. But, like, I just don't think that really matters that much in, in my – like, I don't think it matters. So, yeah, not for you're not, still not your home stadium. It's still a neutral site. Still not your rims that you're used to. So, it's not still a home game. But, so, yeah, I think uh, I think Colgate's coming out on top there. Yeah, we can agree can with this pick. Uh, I guess uh, we can go on to our Midwest uh, Elite Eight uh, All right, you go first. Matchup. I have Auburn beating Iowa. <laughs> My exact thing, but oh. I have I have Iowa beating Auburn. It's the same. <laughs> we have this. This is the first time our match has been the same, but of course it's still the same end result. Our opposite so, so team. It's going to come down to a few games if, if it all matches up with our bracket this year. But, yeah, I, I, I just like Iowa. I think this team, I love Keegan Murray. That dude and his brother has been awesome this year too. I can't tell them two apart on the court. Like, if, if you didn't have – tell me if the announcer didn't say, oh, that's Chris Murray versus Keegan Murray, I wouldn't be able to tell. They, except one's a lefty, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bohannon's finally getting a stroke back. I think he – if Bohannon starts missing threes again like he did, he had the middle of the season where he was missing threes. But if that dude's hitting threes and he makes some tough shots, like I, I don't know, I just think I think they're gonna they haven't beaten Kansas and I think they're gonna beat Auburn. So and Auburn has not been near as good a team away from home. So I I mean I could even see them losing you know before that. You know I have USC 
beat Miami in, in the round of 64. So I can see USC giving Auburn a, a real tough game. So I can see even them losing there. Um, I think Auburn has a lot of talent. They have probably the number one pick or close to it with Jabari Smith. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I have a, I have a, Iowa making the Final Four. Um, sorry to my all my Iowa fans. I think that I'm a uh, a jinx. <laughs> Hopefully, I'm not wrong. But yeah, I, I actually am a believer in the Hawkeyes. Finally, usually I'm not. So, but they're hot right now. They are. Have... But every time I've thought, oh yeah, Iowa's good. Iowa's good. Then they go and do something. Like I remember, when they were a, a three seed or a two seed. They lost to Northwestern State. That was like probably their best team back in the day. Yeah, and then they lost to Oregon last year. And then they lost to Oregon last year. It was a really good team. You the know. number one player in the country. Yeah. So it, you know that's the thing. Like I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But I like the defense this team plays. They press, they mix up their defense, and they have a lot of players that uh, can make a lot of plays and shoot threes. So. But they had the last year too. They just didn't. I don't think they played the same type of defense they had this year. So. Oh yeah, the defense is very bad. Yeah. Well, it's it's been better in the last like month and a half. They've been awesome. The defense has been better. They've been, you know, they've been pressing. They've been, you know. So I I think that their defense has definitely been better recently. So we'll see if it continues in the tournament or not. But, you know, also the one thing. So you see a lot of times these teams that win these conference tournaments and have to pl- and they're they're like tired coming in to it because they've been playing they played four games in four days or three games in three days whatever it is that's hard in your body i don't care if you're 18 19 22 years old bohannon 35 years old you know i don't it doesn't really (laughs) him is probably the worst but you know um but so that's definitely one thing to think about but they're and the first round they're playing richmond who did the same exact thing so who played who had to win four games in four days so and playing us on play they both played on sunday so the first game really won't matter i think in that sense with the the rest so, but I, again, I even think that Richmond can give Iowa a game. You know, it's a 12-5 matchup. Richmond is an old team. And uh, so we'll see if I could easily see Rich. I could see Iowa losing their first game. I could see them making the Final Four. So we'll see what uh, – I'm going to go with them making the Final Four and hope I'm right. All right. We'll see. Um, I think this wraps up. Do you want to go through our uh, champion and all that stuff yet? or yeah, not? I guess we can do the champion because – we got to go over regardless. All right, let's re-record. go. Uh, who's winning the final four games? Um, okay, I got Gonzaga beating Kentucky, and I got Arizona beating Auburn, and I got Gonzaga beating Arizona. All right, I got Kentucky beating Arkansas, and Arizona beating Iowa, and Kentucky beating Arizona in the championship game. Also, our, our championship matchup is pretty similar. We have one te- one yeah, team. Right. Okay. So this might be a closer bracket than we expected. Yeah, we'll see. All right. I'm excited, so I'm ready to get this stuff started on Thursday. Oh, yeah. Um, I, have, I have Friday off, so after work on Thursday, it should be good to go. I'll try to get my run out of the way in the morning. All right. Sounds good. All right, let's have a good tournament, y'all. All right. Well, this wraps up today's special of part one. Remember, we're going to do a part two, which will be recorded after the first round. We're going to talk about what we see, what we expect to see moving forward, and maybe our picks may change a little bit. So... We're excited to talk more later, and everyone enjoy the the tournament. Until then, take care. Bye.